Welcome back to this Ridiculous Life podcast. My name is Corey Miller, and I'm here with my wife and producer, Lindsay Miller. So we just, the previous episode, we just talked about kind of the past two and a half year journey, career journey specifically, uh, for you, and how you were celebrating your two-year anniversary at your job, and um, but we didn't, we didn't have enough time. We got onto some really good stuff, I think, and we didn't have time to say... Um, you've made another, you're getting ready to, well, you've already embarked on the journey. You're still, you know, like your job, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you're, you're now walking a path to another career in about three years, maybe. Yeah. This is fun. So two episodes that are all about Lindsay. Yeah. I told her I was going to start recording (laughs) earlier when she, uh, starts talking about this is all about Lindsay episode. Awesome. Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. I said all about Lindsay. I don't know that I said awesome. But okay, anyway, so yeah, yes. Yeah, wrap it up, Leo. So again, don't we? <laughs> career transition and what happens next. So what? So tell. So we did talk about this a little bit on the Carrie Deals podcast. We did. When we had her on as our first guest. That's right. That's when we broke the news of everybody's. But we were more talking about mine. Now it's time to talk about yours. So uh, <laughs> tell us what you have started. I started graduate school at the University of Oklahoma to get a master's degree, and it will lead to a um, certification in licensed professional counseling. So I will be a mental health therapist. So tell, tell me about why tell them, but tell me, about you know how you came to this particular career that's a down the road a bit, mm-hmm. um, but talk about the past and, um, you know, how you got here. Okay. So when I was two, I'm just kidding. I think, and this is what I said in the Carrie Dills part, um, you're 18 and you go to college and you sit there and, and I was barely 18. Um, but anyway, you sit there and they say, what are you going to major in? You go, I, I don't know. What class did you like in high school? And I just got done with um, a fabulous history teacher. And I said, oh, I really love my history classes. Okay, well, you can have a, a degree in history then. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I really love learning about history and I love History Channel. And I read, you know, um, fictional historical novels, you know, like makes sense, makes total sense. Um, and so I did it and halfway through, I started doing work at the women's resource center in Norman, Oklahoma with, um, victims of sexual assault, survivors of success of sexual assault. And, um, really liked the work and eventually went, Oh, I should totally, I should not have a degree in history, I should be doing something in counseling or psychiatry or, you know, do something with this. But as we all make decisions, I was almost graduating like a year and a half later and I would have needed a whole new set of classes and extra time and more money. And ultimately didn't think I could take that time and spend that extra money. My parents, I was on scholarship for four years. And so she's using air quotes, by the way. Oh yeah. Scholarship meaning if I stayed off drugs and make good grades (laughs) that they would pay for school. And so I just stuck with the plan and graduated with a degree in history, 
had plans to go to law school, ended up in politics, and that never left me. So when you and I met, I was doing um, work with the YWCA here in Oklahoma City on the rape crisis response team. And the women, women's issues were always um, really important to me. And so I found my place there. And I don't know, try, tried applying for graduate school twice more probably in our relationship and just never felt right. And as you were talking about your transition and what you were going to be doing and after talking to some of my friends and mentioning this like lifelong dream and getting support from them went, okay, this is, this is the path. So anyway, did I, did I miss anything? Well, that that's a good background to it. Um, you know, I wanted to rant earlier about um, colleges sometimes don't do any favors to their students. For one is um, to pull out somehow, okay, why don't you major in history and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the other is allowing maybe, I don't know. I, I, I want to rant. But anyway, I know. We'll say that for a different rack episode. Rack private school costs to do something that, probably won't make them above the poverty level anyway okay so so yeah you you mentioned you know graduate school is in your future a couple times I think when I met you I thought yeah at some point she's just going to be a professional student oh I would totally be a professional student see I have said that to my parents so many times back in the day oh I loved I loved being in a classroom I loved the abundance of reading assignments and papers and everything but group I don't want group work, but everything, <laughs> I just loved it. I loved it. Yeah. So you're a much better student than me, by the way, and, and you lo- love the classroom setting. So you got into graduate school, and now you're doing basically weekend classes. So you can yeah. continue doing a job yep. um, that, that you're doing currently. And uh, then it's, uh, it's an interesting time for us, too. But, um, okay, so tell me about your first class. So I've had um, the opportunity to meet Dr. George Henderson. Um, Anyone, like, Google the man. He's written 35 books. Uh, Excuse me. It was absolutely incredible just to be in his presence. Um, He is off the charts, intelligent. Who is he? Oh, sorry. He is actually the creator of the Human Relations Department at the University of Oklahoma. Um, he's from Alabama originally, spent time in Detroit. He walked um, protests in streets and helped architect some of um, the marches with Martin Luther King and lived ne- like down the street from Rosa Parks and was instrumental in a lot of the um, civil rights movement. And then was the first African-American to purchase a home in Norman when what were called sundown laws were still in existence, which meant if the sun was down and you were a person of color, you were not allowed out in the city. Um, And so, but he moved, him and his wife and their seven children, six girls and a boy, George Jr., um, to Norman, Oklahoma, and um, he is has been retired for several years now, but he still teaches one graduate class a semester. And so I grabbed up one of those spots as quickly as I could, and um, he's incredible. And can I tell a fun story? Yes, you buried the lead. He walked with Dr. King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> but, okay. So, so, yeah. um, 
I was telling my grandmother when, cause I stayed in Norman. This is also why I could have stayed in school forever is because my grandma and my papa doc lived in Norman. And which so is where the university of Oklahoma is, yes, which is where the university of Oklahoma is. And so when I did my undergrad work, they teased that I'd come over and be like, grandma, papa doc, I'm so sick. Can I stay here? And grandma would make me something to eat. And I'd fall asleep and like three hours later I jump up and go oh thanks so much I gotta go gotta run and so it was just like a nice soft place to fall when I needed a good meal and a nap you get to take classes in Norman on the weekends and you get to get pampered again by your grandma yeah and I get to stay with grandma again she makes me breakfast before class on the weekends and it's amazing okay let's get back let's get back to your career so that's (laughs) all amazing start right I mean a hero um, that you get to start your master's degree journey with mm-hmm. um but um you've had some recent conversations that even like really pump you up yes so you were having lunch with our friend Crately epperson a couple weeks ago and mentioned to him what i was doing and he said oh my wife's an lpc actually it was flip by the way oh he told me tracy was so doing so well in her career and i was <laughs> okay. like well Lindsay's." Just went back to school. That's fun. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Thank you for the correction. So I met with her um, this week, and um, she it just got me so excited. I told her kind of what I was wanting to do, which is do mental health for entrepreneurs, executives, politicians, um, and in a way that speaks to them from someone who knows a lot of what they go through and how tough that can be sometimes. Um, and so she gave me some things to specifically study and learn about and books to read and things to look up. And I left that conversation just energized and excited for my future and, um, really good work that I could do helping people. Yeah. So, so that's another thing, you know, in the previous episode, we talked about how, you were stay-at-home mom and then wanting to go back and that kind of struggle and anxiety and trying to find your fit. And then you found something that was like got transferable skills. And now you're, um, you got something that's off in the distance that's going to take a while. Yeah. Like it's really brewing, but I can tell just by your excitement and uh, smile right now that like <laughs> you're where you need to be. Yeah. If, if I... And I know you are not big on looking back and ifs and what ifs and should haves and could haves. But you can for the podcast. But, right? <laughs> if I could have said there'd be one thing that I could have just dove all in on and done forever, it would definitely be counseling. Um, I would love nothing more than to work with um, survivors of assault again, um, youth, LGBTQ youth. Um, I, the, there's just like this whole gamut of things that really speak to my heart and work that I would love to do just for the fun of it and just for the, I don't know, just to help those groups of people and those individuals. So, um, yeah, this is absolutely where I need to be and absolutely where I want to go. Which I think is another good story to share is that, you know, sometimes it takes a long time to find something to find or either get to do the thing that you really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You can find jobs that you enjoy along the way and do really good work. But, you know, 
I think this is a struggle a lot of people have is say, oh, well, let me find my calling. And when you talk about it, it feels like you found your calling. Um, even though you've done so much good work um, now in the past um, that you kind of find that thing that really resonates with you. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. And I agree. It, it, it is, it's the thing. So in class last weekend, our final was doing a therapy session with one of our classmates in front of the rest of the class. And then the person we counseled and the professor, and then everyone in the class made comments on it. So what did they do good? What did they, could they have done better? That type of thing. So other than another assignment in that class, it was the second time (laughs) I've ever done a therapy session, right? So my first one was that week with a classmate and my second one was my final assignment with a classmate. And, um, so it got done. I'm, I'm definitely different than my peers in the program. I'm the only person that does not work in some capacity in the industry already. So everyone's introducing themselves. They're school counselors. They're in um, juvenile detention centers, federal correctional centers, um, state agencies, like all these things. And then they get to me and I'm like, oh, yeah, I work in technology. And my undergraduate's in history. It's been 15 years since I've been in school, you know, this whole thing. Um, So, but anyways, I get done with my counseling session for my final. And they ask my thoughts first. And I go... I was a little, I felt like I was a little bit in my head. Like I didn't know what I was going to say or how to respond the correct way. And, you know, this is really only the second time I've done this. And, and one of my classmates goes, she raised her hand immediately and she goes, I'm sorry to interrupt. She was like, but there is no way that's the second time you've ever done that. And at, like the whole class, and this is also what's great about t- being in school with a bunch of future counselors <laughs> is they're so like they acknowledge and validate your feelings all the time and, and pump you up. And so like several other members of the class were like, you did, no, there's no way that's the only time. Um, and then the professor said that probably I've been doing things that could have been labeled counseling without it being labeled counseling. And I was like, okay, so maybe, maybe I do have this or maybe it's just really is my life's calling and it just, the pieces are fitting together. Okay. So all fantastic. And it feels, it's got to feel really good to feel like that kind of affirmation. Um, so what's next? What's next is, um, classes basically every month, two weekends every month. And with a few off here and there. And I'll get done, and then I have observations and A million hours tests. of observations. That's awesome. Yeah, 3,000 3, hours of um, observations, and then I'll be able to go out on my own. Cool. Be Lindsay, Lindsay Miller, or at Lindsay Miller Therapy. <laughs> uh, see, I don't know if Twitter would allow you to have that many characters. <laughs> Cool. Um, I'm trying to think what else to talk about. I mean, there's a lot there that we could have gotten even deeper. But, you know, having the hallmarks looking back on your life and going, this is, these things are interesting to me. 
when you said, you know, like when we met, you were doing um, crisis rate counseling mm-hmm. um, at night after your crazy job that you had at the time, crazy, crazy business. Um, and then, you know, a season of struggle and then the timing of everything to me felt like it's like the right time to begin the next journey for your career. So I think yeah. there's some good takeaways of, you know, just looking back at your story and recapping and going, you know, sometimes the meandering road eventually leads to where you're meant to be. Well, I have two questions for you. So one is, does it feel odd that we're both transitioning in big ways at the same time? Feels chaotic, but not odd. Yeah. More, more, um, there's a lot of, I mean, you still got your job. You still want to keep your job, you know? Um, I left my job, but so (laughs) I think chaotic more than anything, being in school, this is is a very big adjustment, you know, Mm -hmm. With, with two kiddos at home. I feel like I'm doing it a little bit in reverse. Like, aren't you supposed to have kids when you're in your 20s and go through all this stuff? And then, you know, and then your 30s is when they're kind of getting in middle school or whatever. And it's right. like, now, no, we got toddlers and we're going back to school. And I'm 42. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not 42, just for the record. Um, but, yeah, it does. You're seven years younger than me. We're, ouch. I'll let you everybody do tell everybody. Um, but, yeah, I agree. It does feel like... We've done it a little differently than our friends. Okay, what's your second question? Second question is, you've actually been the one that's talked all about mental health, like publicly, on a stage. Like, I don't know, one of the most watched um, videos on WordPress.tv is you talking about your mental health at WordCamp Denver. Mm -hmm. And here I am, (laughs) the one... Going into the field, like when well, as you recall, recall, I tried to probably talk you out of this particular career f- profession for yourself um, because I think um, every personality strength test I've ever taken, you know, mental health counseling comes up in it, and uh, I've always shied away from it because I, I want to help affect change and I love being in people's lives, but I don't know if I can do what I think you have the gift of is um, being able to. I don't want to say this in a negative term because it's not, but compartmentalize. Go, that's mm-hmm. this. They're going through something. I can empathize with it, but I end up taking it onto my shoulders, yeah, and feeling it. And uh, I've not been very good at doing that. So I am extremely supportive and so thankful that another practitioner is coming out in a few years, named Lindsay Miller, um, because I think we need more really good quality mental health practitioners licensed, trained people, experienced that just love people and want to help um, in their journeys. And so um, I don't think that's that's not for me. Um, I want to be on the outside going, yes, go talk to someone that's licensed professional and, um, and, and try to end the mental health stigma. But I don't think being a mental health counselor is, is in my cards or yeah, calling. Right. I, I thought maybe people would think it odd that you know you're the you're not the you have advocated and then I'm like oh, okay yeah he's advocating for that and I'm gonna go to school for it but I mean so it's win win <laughs> to refer people to you now you get to advocate for people to just talk to me <laughs> exactly see so win win that's funny um, yeah it's but funny no, that I you th- ask those questions 
Do what? It's funny you ask those questions. Why? Do you not know the answer to them? Um, no. Maybe. I mean, I know you pretty well. I probably could have. <laughs> I probably like could have written it down real quick and see if they matched up and they would have been really close. But I, I wanted to know. Cool. For the now, record. You do. And it's on, you know, recording. Yeah. Everybody else that knows down too. This is a good episode. I'm, I'm glad we talked about um, school and graduate school. And uh, I'm going to put this in the show notes. But um, Dr. George Henderson and his books, and I highly recommend his memoir, um, which is incredible, and the things that that man is. He marched with King, just so you know. Done in his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to audit his classes that we talked about if I can. Oh, yeah, you should. Well, okay. Well, you want to send them out? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for listening today. If you liked what you heard and you want other people to hear it, then please give us a rating on our iTunes or anywhere else that will allow you to give us five stars. You can also find us at thisridiculouslife.com and um, tweet at us or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye.